Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in, over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yep. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete, um, gym owner, and all around nice guy. Um, yeah, and there's there's so much good information and good content there that, and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing. So yeah, this is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great live today. We're going to start off talking um, about everything to do with uh, you know what it takes really to to, to succeed at high altitude. Mm. Um, as well as that, I know we got a lot of new Tuesday tuners today. Hence the reason why we put the uh, the Tuesday little tri- tuners. Is that like ever trackers, but just for the Tuesday? I suppose tuners. we could call it Tuesday tuners. Yeah, it, Tuesday it, it tuners. works. It works. Well, I like the Tuesday tuners. Unless yeah. there's a, a better collective noun. Um, but yeah, and then we'll we'll be announcing the winner of the recent Everest Base Camp competition as well. So I'm sure there's going to be some acceptance speeches that we've um, been saving for a while, Bry. Um, by the looks of it, afternoon, Bry. Um, no, it's great to see uh, some of our Tuesday Tuna regulars. Uh, obviously, we've got uh, Tina Barrett, Tina. Uh, who we got? We've got Gab Forager. We've got Adam. We've got Daniel, Tracy, J- loads of Johns. Uh, Laura Collins is now laughing. Have you, just, have you just covered all of the Johns? Loads of Johns. <laughs> There's a few Johns. Uh, we've got Jessica Craig. Rachel Kempson. Rachel Kempson. Is, is she Hawaii? She is. Hawaii. All the way from Hawaii. You've been awesome. a while, Rachel, hasn't it? I think you I used, used to be a regular. <laughs> Um, we got Andrea, we got Sophie, we got Lee all the way from Zongla. Oh yeah, he's all the way to uh, over Chola today. Good luck, Lee. Great to see you have signal all the way up there. Um, Stuart Taylor, Mark, Helga. Here we go. We got got lots of ever trackers on the line. Miracle of Everest link, mate. The miracle it's, of Everest. It's great, link. isn't it? It's great. But um, yeah. So today, oh, we've, I, I'm actually going to call out Mark. Mark, Marky V in Sierra Leone. I'm surprised he's got signal. Yeah. But uh, great. Thanks for tuning in, mate. I know you'd like to tune in from many different areas. Um, so today then, yeah, I mean, because, you know, the, the, there's, a, there's a big title on the email, you know, like anyone um, can do it if. And it when, when we when we kind of thought about this, we, you know, because we, we haven't really done fitness or touched on bits around fitness to, to succeed a high altitude for a while. So we thought, well, well let's, let's talk about that because, um, you know, it's very, very important. We want people to go to high altitude and have a good time. Yeah. Um, and the one thing we do say uh, a lot is that, you know, anyone can go to high altitude, but there's a difference between in, in enjoying it and, and suffering, um, you know, and that can happen quite easily at altitude, right? Happened to me. 
Suffered. Yes, I've suffered a lot. Did it? But um, but but uh, yeah, no, you're dead right. So we we basically wanted to talk. You know, it was exactly that. Like we we always tell everyone, we think anybody yeah. can have a high altitude adventure, and then there is inevitably a difference when you're on the trek. Yeah. And the difference is between those people that sort of finish the trek with a smile and those that finish the trek with a a grimace. You know, and we want <laughs> like more and we want more smiles. Yeah. And I've experienced it. Yeah, on a couple yeah. of different trips that I've been on, and my old man was a really good example. Like the first trip yeah. that he did, he only got as far as just beyond Lobokay, <clears> had to turn around and walk back. And then when he finished, he was like so exhausted by the experience that he actually decided, that's it, now I'm going to hang up my trekking boots. <laughs> he did, didn't he? And the second time that he went... Because he didn't he hang made, up his trekking boots. He didn't, no. Um, he made base camp, come back down all happy, and was like, yeah, amazing, I'd go back again. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah, so what's yeah, the yeah. difference yeah. between those two? Yeah. Because that's the same person, two vastly different experiences. Yeah. Why? It's it is interesting because I know we had your uh, very earlier on in the Mountain Malarkey podcast. I think it was back in 2019 when we first launched it. We had your dad on and talked about the, you know, because it with success going to Everest Base Camp, we're over 95%. So we thought we'd talk about the 5% that didn't make it mm-hmm. and the lessons. If you haven't listened to that podcast, by the way, I highly recommend it. Um, and it's there are some things, there's some commonalities, I think, from people who struggle with altitude. And people that um you know that don't look after themselves and you know and, and obviously put the the mileage in before you go because i think dave you said a good thing around running marathons and half marathons mm-hmm. and you know you, although there's a small percentage that can just turn up and do a half marathon rarely you, you need to do some training for yeah them, exactly you know? and that's what we wanted to kind of yeah. place because we talk a lot about we've talked about the mindset <laughs> what it takes to get over those tough moments yeah but perhaps we don't talk enough and haven't done a full life just on the physical requirements of doing a high altitude trek. And it is exactly like that. If you book to go to Everest Base Camp or Kilimanjaro and you rock up at the start line having not done a day's training, that challenge is going to be so physically difficult that you might miss out on some of the beauty and the experience of it all. And the way I liken it to that, if I'm really quite fit and I get to the top of a really steep hill, and it only takes me a minute or two, five minutes to recover. Yeah. I can then get my camera out. I can wander around, take some pictures Enjoy and really it. soak it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you overexert yourself, you need 12 hours of recovery. You know, <laughs> you, you, you're not going to feel any better in two minutes. And no, then if I right. said, come on, Anne, I know you're dying, but let's have a look over here. Let's go, <laughs> let's go and investigate this funny looking rock. Yeah. You'd be like, nah. Don't care about the rock. Yeah, so you probably you probably get the middle finger, right? You yeah, exactly. Alone. <laughs> exactly. You, you, and, and I've experienced it. I, you know, the yeah. first time I went to base camp was probably the right level of fitness for it. Yeah. And I've gone back since, and I've had tougher times, you know. And I've got to the top of certain climbs, and I thought to myself, "Oh, I can't wait for this to be over." <laughs> yeah. And um, we don't want people to think like that. We want people to think. No, it's 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 a it's a challenge, and you know the, these challenges. You know, whether it's Everest Base Camp, whether it's going to Island Peak, um, you know, whether it's going over Chola Pass. Uh, whether it's going to kill you, whether it's going to match you, peach you, um, you know, you, you want to enjoy these trips. I mean, you know, there, there, there is uh, an element of adventure travel of, we've all, we always talk about it, we call it like type two enjoyment. Yeah. It's the kind of enjoyment, type one is that you enjoy it whilst you're doing it. Type two is that you don't necessarily enjoy it whilst you're doing it, some do, but actually it's afterwards and you sit down, you realize how that, that, that was fantastic, even though it was hard work. Yeah. Um, so we always call it kind of type two on, on the Tuesday tune in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, before we, we do go into a few bits around specifics, um, just let you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to do some sort of um, uh, 20 minutes just talking about this. Then we'll go into a little bit of Q&A. Um, so we'll be 
to answering some questions we've had heaps in already and we'll be doing the um competition winner announcements so do hang around for that but if you do have any specific questions around everest base camp any trips at all do drop them in um again i know there's a lot of um uh, tuesday tuners some veterans on here have been here since the early days back during the pandemic when we launched the tuesday tunic but if you're new to it welcome um yeah we, we do this every tuesday uh talking about different themes different things and, and and really it's just us trying to you know answer those big questions that might make uh, certain mm. things uh, easier for you and What's might help the meaning you in of life that's a bit that's a big question isn't the answer 42. i don't know oh, i don't know if i've got that right now i'm probably gonna get a <laughs> load of uh wow that's um that's a deep one yeah well no it's from um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is it yeah I i'm sure that. the answer is that's niche fee would know but i don't know myself um i love that from uh brian there uh, yeah. train hard trek easy that's, that's, that, 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 that belongs on a t-shirt that belongs on a t-shirt yeah. definitely brian get it on a t-shirt and do a marathon i've got there. the project Actually, this is like a competitor there, isn't it? no it's fine no no i i uh yeah bought this when he was fundraising for well you bought it for me actually this was a gift it was about uh what, what was that 2019 Prior no 2020 2020 is just before 2020. covid wasn't it yeah no i i respect i respect the man massively yeah it's yeah he, yeah his achievements are amazing not in my blood to give a um Give in oh, given up is not in the blood yeah that's I, think it, it's, yeah. <laughs> I remember that one right but yeah anyway so right altitude succeeded what have you got to do first things first i think any... <laughs> no you're not allowed yeah okay. no we're not climbing everest here we're just going to everest base camp which is a challenge in itself um but completely different to, to climbing everest and you know essentially you don't need to be a superhero right you don't need to train like an iron man fitness you just need to be able to walk um you know sort of five to seven hours uh with a pack on your back and and be able to do that comfortably yeah um you know i would say would be the minimum being able to yeah do no i would you could probably get away with it but i'd say if you could do that you could yeah do it. we always kind of default and talk about ebc because it's really the first sort of trip that we did yeah. it's like our big mac in a way isn't it you know it's it uh, it's, yeah. it's and it's the flagship and first high altitude trip that i did that you did that wasn't skiing yep and that trek is 11 days in a row yeah so you're going to be active trekking um at altitude for 11 days consecutively so it's a good idea well to replicate that as best you can at home and yeah. do as many you know you want to be able to do <clears throat> it's like you see with a marathon though you know you don't have to be able to run 26 miles train to 20 and you'll find the other six on the is day that right? that's enough you know but I, I think that um yeah like you know getting out in the hills with a pack on your back for consecutive days yeah. is a really really important thing to do yeah I don't even think you need to go into the mountains although that's ideal that's like where you need to aim for yeah. some people don't live in an environment where they can yeah, get yeah. to the mountains lots of other trackers yeah and uh, a lot of the training my dad did for a successful EBC trip was done around the streets of <clears throat> walking a dog. like literally just doing six yeah he broke his leg six seven miles a day um you know for you know do six or seven miles two three days in a row give yourself some recovery time yeah and then do another six seven miles one day then a day and then another couple of days and follow that kind of routine um and yeah that's what you need to be able to do i think yeah definitely the multiple days surprises few people because it's it, you know if, if you're working monday to friday or you've got a tight schedule it's hard to get out two days in a row if you can great and I recommend that doing that for any high altitude trek. Um, get a bit warm, baby. Already, mate. It's and, scared, uh, it's already, it's already took and you. We're 15 minutes in, and <laughs> I'm already like dying. Wow. Um, yeah, if you can hear this blast of wind, that's that's the fan. Um, no, and yeah, going back to it, if you, the multiple days thing is is new to some people, but if you can do it, 
it will really make a difference. Yeah. Um, the same as if you go into like Killy, um, you know, part of it is you're going to be hiking through the night. So maybe try and do that at home as well. Um, you know, get the head torch out, plan a night hike. Um, obviously, be on it with navigation because it's difficult. It's, it's completely different navigating in the night. In the night, so do a regular, maybe a route you've done before. Yeah. But certainly do things that you can kind of try and replicate. And it, it's difficult with altitude because, uh, and I think it was a question that came up earlier. Um, uh, was it? Uh, I think it was from Adam actually. Do I have to train or altitude or will general fitness be okay? It's a very good question. <clears throat> you know, because some people talk about altitude training, which is you know you, you hear in the sporting world, don't you? You see um, you know footballers and rugby players they go to like um, high altitude they train there and they come back to sea level it's a lot easier um a little bit of science behind that <clears throat> more around um when you're a high altitude your body produces more red blood cells to carry oxygen around your body more efficiently so when you're altitude for a considerable amount of time you can imagine then coming back to um you know to, to kind of sea level it's great <laughs> i remember i did a, a half marathon um a day after coming back from Everest space camp and I think having been at, you know, that like 5,000 meters, okay, not, not for the whole two weeks, but because I've been at altitude, it felt a lot easier. So, but that's altitude training. Now, to, the other way around, if you go into altitude, can't really prepare for it. You've got to put do certain things whilst you're there yeah. to succeed. Yeah, I think that, you know, there, there's a lot, you know, we say with our tracks, you don't need to be able to replicate um altitude in order to yeah. train for altitude we know how the body reacts to altitude. <clears throat> everyone's a little bit different but broadly speaking we know the, the mountain rules which are yeah. we need to trek slowly we need to drink plenty of fluids and we need to you know eat well yeah so what you want to and also we know that if you overexert yourself at altitude it makes it far more likely for you to get altitude sickness yes so how do you stop overexerting yourself well it's true that the fitter you are the less you'll exert yourself for any given activity. Yeah. So if you train, like Bry says, train hard, trek easy, that's what we want to do. We want to train at home really hard and really push ourselves and get as much fitness and strength and endurance as we can. And then when we're on the trek, we're going to slow right down and we're going to take our time. Yeah. So that fitness is more than enough to carry you up and down those hills. And you're not exerting yourself. You're able to drink plenty of fluids. You're not dehydrating. And that probably more than anything is going to help you acclimatize for altitude yeah. beyond, you know, any type of um, simulation. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. Hydration, I'd say, <coughs> excuse me, still got the kombucha. It's, it's, it's five years. I know. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, now, when you go to a high altitude, uh, you know, if, for instance, you know, it doesn't quite work out, you don't quite make it, you know, most of the time, you know, people can get unlucky. Things can happen. You can have dodgy belly. Um, you know, it, maybe just, you know, the fatigue can get in. But majority of the time, it's hydration. You can, you can always goes back to hydration. Um, if you can, like Dave said, drink enough water each day, um, your body's going to be a good place to adjust to high altitude. And, yeah. you know, it's not saying you won't get headaches. It's not saying you won't maybe, uh, you know, put you off your food. Some people like, I, I lose um, my appetite or altitude, you know, because I don't know why. It's just part of my process. Yeah. It happens every time. I always make sure I sit next to you. <laughs> you, you get free egg, free uh, chips. But you, you kind of got to force it down because you realize that I'm, I'm used to it now. So I kind of, you know, I've, I've been to Everest Space Camp five times. And you, you, you kind of get used to, um, it sounds awful, doesn't it? you got to force the food down. But it, again, it's part of the challenge. It's part of the challenge for me because that's what happens to me. Um, you know, I'm very lucky. I, I haven't really had any of the other uh, severe altitude issues. Um, you know, I know people that have. And yeah, if you if you can 
limit um, that by you know, drinking enough water, by looking after your body, by also getting your body in a good place before you go there. Obviously, we, we talked about fitness and building that into it. You know, get it out, pack on your back, into the mountains, just walking. Because when you go into a space camp, it's just walking. You don't need any technical skills. So, you know, you just do the, you almost mimicking what you're doing. And the, the closer you get to your trip, maybe try and get your bag to be heavier and heavier. And then taper that off before you go like yeah. a week or two. Because you don't want to beast yourself before you go, unless you're Diane. Diane's in Namchi as well. She's oh, on the line. Namchi, my favorite <laughs> Hey, Diane, how you doing? And Sam as well. I hope you're enjoying Namchi and you're enjoy, enjoying stay the Stay in Namchi. No point going any further. <laughs> much, I'm, I just stay there. Brilliant. But, um, yeah, love Namchi. Oh, One of our favorite awesome places. Oh, I'm so I know. I'd I give know. anything to be in Namchi right now. But, um, yeah, no, you are dead right. I mean, yeah. we do have a lot of questions as well, you know, about, you know, for people that want to go higher and, yes, you know, if you want to go to Island Peak, Mera Peak, Aconcagua. And, at that stage, you know, maybe, you know, you can go to start thinking about things like the altitude center where you can go and train in an altitude chamber. Yeah. But what it does is it, 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 it I, the science is kind of a bit mad. So if you sleep in an altitude tent, um, you know, it will help you acclimatize, but you're not living in an altitude tent 24 seven. So yeah. it doesn't perfectly replicate the conditions of being at altitude and, and that being your life. But it can potentially help. But we don't think it's necessary for things like our trips, like EBC, yeah. Mount Tupacal, Mount Kilimanjaro, Machu Picchu. It's enough to do the training. Um, but we can't emphasize enough how important it is because with every time I've been on a trip and I've seen someone really struggling, well, not every time, but I would say the majority of times, it's someone who perhaps hasn't done the full training. And I hold my hand up to that as well. I'm, yeah. I'm a culprit of that. Mm. You know, I've been on an EBC trip where perhaps you know i didn't feel very well before my training uh before the trip yeah. which meant that i didn't train as much <clears throat> and that probably meant that i you know I, I went into the trip not as fit as i should have been and yeah and i re you know and then from day one you start thinking god this is going to be this is going to be tough the example i'll give is the first time i went to a ebc i read your blog yeah yeah and wow, i trained back in the day back in the day <laughs> and i trained like an astronaut yeah you know i was like I thought I was going to you space. were strong so I was yeah. really so strong loved it then I went again in 2017 much the same then 2019 in April yeah when I went and me and you went and I I wasn't as fit as I should have been and I was on a shingles trip yeah I had the shingles well I actually it came back on the mate which is another thing but anyway I had shingles leading up to the trip yeah so I couldn't train it was pretty run down and I got to facting right day one easy day by anyone's standards most people don't even notice it and i remember texting my dad in the room you were yeah. there and saying i think i've effed up your dad i, I don't i'm i really? don't know i don't know if i'm going to get to base camp I'm, I'm not not feeling great and then he was like ah just one day at a time you know what he's like <laughs> and uh, and then i was like yeah okay i'll do it but that day really brought it home to me you know this yeah. is the difference the big difference is that i'm not trained like i haven't got the fitness to rely on if something doesn't quite go well um, yeah, and it, it can make or break your trip. Like that. <clears throat> it can, yeah, and, and what you touched on there as well. If you are real, it can, it can, you know, it can sort of affect how you feel about it. But all of this, you know, we we, we talk about hydration, we talk about fitness, you, you talk about the speed in which you trek as well. A high altitude is a lot slower, so you know it's not you know you, a lot slower than when you're hiking, you know, a sea level. Um, and your guide will control that pace, but naturally yeah. it's up to you as well to kind of hold back a bit. You know, we get. We've had some people over the years be quite competitive and, and rush off the first couple of days and then 
when they get to about 5,000 meters, you can tell them they're struggling. Um, and, you know, that's that's just a lesson. And, you know, they said afterwards, oh, I wish I should have slowed down. Um, you know, so it is really the, the, the tortoise and the hare thing, yeah. isn't it? Um, when it comes to, to mean, speed. Bryce made a good point there. He said, yeah. um, you know, also it's not a race. Yeah. And Bryce, the first to admit, you know, he's knocking on the door of 70. Um, and he's um, he's actually he's actually quite fit. For he's going to love you after he's, that. He's quite, he's, he's quite fit for his age. Brilliant. And, Sorry, um, Bryce. Uh, I should I say that mind. I've tracked with a, a, a guy, David, who was 72 and he was a beast. Um, so yes. yeah, just uh, just a couple of years younger than Brian. And um, <laughs> yeah, but he he does make a good point there. It's not a race. It's yeah. about trekking easy and making your trek enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and hanging at the back and you know helping people. Yeah. And being part of the bands that gets people through exactly. is a way exactly. more in, is a way more enjoyable day. And yeah, and and, and it's you know david there says a really powerful word memories you know and it is it is about the memories you know and and if you go in really sorry bry's come back to you now looking well for his age. you know what he's, he's a cracking sorry. good boy that boy i tell he you what, is. i tell you what i saw a picture of him once by your car um oh yeah yeah you should post that picture i think maybe you know and uh, yeah that was great on yeah, the training week that, that yeah, was yeah. funny to be fair he is a nut job mike remember when him and john they got to the, the Roman road. If any of you have done our training weekend, we do the Brecon Horseshoe Ridge. That's right. Yeah, the yeah, last yeah. part of it, yeah. the reservoir, is this old rocky Roman road. And Brian and John are like, it's a bit boring there. Should we run? <laughs> <laughs> and they, they ran. I noticed that when we got back to the car, I noticed there was a half-naked man um, called Brian uh, next to the uh, the Ever truck. So, yeah, that was uh, that was very funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, no, we go back to what Dave said there about like memories and enjoying it. And, Going slow means that you get to see a bit more as well. You get to take more photos, and you and you acclimatise better. So speed is is key. Yeah. Um, Alan Smith or oh, Alan, great to hear from you, mate. I hope all is well. Namaste. Um, Alan will. Whilst we're talking about age, Alan, I'm just going to use this as an example. Um, Alan is in his seventies and went to. Is he? Uh, yeah. He does look a day over forty five. <laughs> man. I won't. I, I, sorry, Alan. I won't tell you, say your exact age, but um, no, he's he's definitely um or you know mature uh but he's he smashes it he's out in the monroes in scotland you know he's, he's he's been to have a space camp with us um i also remember the image uh, i got sent from anuj who's our head of ops in um in nepal uh of alan with a birthday cake and some whiskey and uh yeah again we go back to memories what dave said there absolutely all all, all part of the journey guys and um something my um so my daughter said uh was it probably about a couple of weeks ago no yeah where was it i can't it, remember it, it, was. it was saturday it was it this saturday it was no it was she said it before though it but she said it saturday yeah we, we were on penavel on saturday ellie's first time and she says that every journey counts and i thought wow that's deep but i loved it and it's true every journey does count mm -hmm. and i know we're talking about succeeding here but just go into these places just visiting the the villages you know just just hanging around with new people in your group um just enjoying the views like that, that that's an awesome journey regardless of where you get to um, and you've got to enjoy those moments as well. Um, um, John, wondering and given yes, the time, we, I, I, I know there's a lot. Should we dive into cues? Because Let's dive into cues. We yeah, get yeah. we get a lot of them. Um, yeah. Are we going to start from? The, so we had some yesterday, right? We did. They came in yesterday because uh, yeah, I want to try and get all these. Okay, so I'll try and get them yes. through as quick as we can because this one's from Peter Redmore. Yes. I've been thinking of high years, but not really had any experience of how to do track, and I've decided to go my wow. just too fast. That's pretty quick, actually, for reading that, that one. That it? is, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a little bit off so, your normal pace. Basically, he's been hiking for years, not really yeah. had any experience at high altitude, and he's decided to climb Mount Tupacal in March before going to either EBC or the Annapurna circuit in September. Yeah. Do you think he's doing the right thing to ensure I'm okay with altitude by doing Tupacal first? 
good question. Do you know what? I actually think it's a really good idea. You've got a pretty good um, time difference between the two, so you're not going to be really yep. fatigued um, when you go. Some people, if they if they stack their trips, you, fatigue can play an issue. Um, I'll be honest with you, Tukal's a dark horse because uh, although it's not very high in terms of altitude, it's quite tough um, to get there. And, and, um, but I think that, yeah, it's definitely just in terms of altitude, there's a very nice gradient yeah. increase there. So, you know, you're going to start off in Tukal, which is 4,167, and then you're going to go up to over 5,000 meters. So yeah. I would just say if you were just looking at a profile of trips that you wanted to complete, you want it to be like that and gradual. That's yeah. a bit awkward. I think that way quite hard to do this and because well, it's the opposite right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was all like yeah i can't do it um but Good yeah on. so i would say no you, you're doing the right thing doing tupacal first yeah um and i think uh, the only thing i would i would say and i'm not saying this is going to happen but if you find tupacal a bit tough don't let it put you off yeah. tupacal is a bit of a dark horse um it is. It's you know tough. so yeah um and also it'll really if you find tupacal and you're like oh, i wish i was a bit fitter but you've done Tupacal, yeah, you, you know, you've on. got all the way from pretty yeah. much then April to September to do a little bit more training and things like that. So Peter, it's a good idea. I like it. Yeah, Peter, you'll, you'll, you'll smash them both, mate. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Tupacal is is difficult. The weekender is certainly because of the amount of ascent and descent in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely, probably, to be honest, more physical than, than probably any day you'll do on the Everspace Camp Trek, mm -hmm. um, but not with the altitude. It's more about the physicality than the altitude. But it's good to, you know, you're going up to over 4,000 meters, you, you know, you'll feel it. Um, yeah, but have an awesome time. Andy Preston, thinking of doing EBC as a solo uh, next April, May, 57. Uh, although I consider myself physically fit and worried if I book, I'll be a group young, fitter, whippersnappers, I'll be holding the others up. Andy, honestly, mate, <clears throat> you'd be surprised on the age, um, the age spread on our groups. I mean, we do get primarily, I'd say, uh, 40 and above uh, on our trip. I think people who've got maybe a bit more time, uh, you know, just uh, the demographic is different to what you think. And, and don't think that you'll be, um, you know, chasing after young whippersnappers, as you say. Um, we get a lot of people in their 50s and 60s. And I was talking about Alan there. Who's, say it now. He's posted it. 75. 75. Um, you know, honestly, age really doesn't matter on these on these trips. No. Um, you know, yeah, Tina's put there. I was the oldest of 57. And it's, you know... It's, it's nice to have a, a bit of a range, you know, um, you know, certainly don't want it to be like a saga trip, but, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> which we, <laughs> but it's, uh, that's a joke, but yeah, it's, um, you yeah, like that, yeah, 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 we, we limit the amount of people over 60 to like two or three per no, trip, no, you know, we don't, we don't, my dad was, uh, he was 61, two, possibly, although I, if, yeah, I'll probably call, say 62, it was like, I was 60, <laughs> May, he, he was, yeah, he was a senior citizen. He was, yeah, he, he was, was a veteran. He was, he was a veteran. Yeah. Um, but no, the, um, you know, honestly, 57 is a great age to go to altitude. Um, Mick Hamilton, 65, Summit in Island Peak. I think he did EBC three years ago as well. So smashed it. Honestly, and as a solo, you know, majority of people actually, I'd say over 50% of all of our people who book on our trips are actually on their own. They're going solo. So yeah, um, you know, don't think that you'll be on your own in, in groups of other people. Um, you know, and we can we can make sure that you know you you find the right group. Um, but yeah, looking forward to, to helping you on that journey, Andy. Yeah. Awesome, George uh, Steedman, yep. morning team, morning George. Looking forward to Killy in June 2023. Yeah, to be awesome. Uh, any further plans for expanding the Africa portfolio, such as mate Kenya or the Ren Renzors? Yeah, yeah, um, I've heard of that. Actually, um, that's a different name. Isn't it? Yeah, very, yeah. So yeah, well, absolutely. Just, we're always looking at expanding our trips. Pretty much, if there's a trip that <laughs> 
<coughs> people are interested in climbing then almost certainly has landed on our radar as well and we'd love to do it mate kenya is definitely one yeah um can be quite technical mate kenya as well yeah I think the, um the, the highest peak yeah because yeah, yeah, we go, don't go there yeah because there's like the double summit yeah and when we we most trekkers stop at the one summit and then it's actually it's, it's a, like a technical climb into the yeah. top 100 and you know not just there like obviously we do morocco and we do tanzania there's so much to do and see in in africa that yeah it's, uh, we're definitely going to conquer that continent, aren't we? Well, it, it leads me on actually, because we're at the moment we're actually doing um, equity crowdfunding, and capital one of the <laughs> well, you can do the TNCs yeah, exactly. Capital risk. Capital risk. Um, yeah, if you if you've been on any of the Tuesday tune-ins over the last few weeks, um, and yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, we have gone sort of privately live at the moment, but you can still sign up um, to get access to that privately live at the moment. So we're opening up Evertrack up to investors. Um, the reason I mentioned that is because we are, um, you mentioned new trips and part of the, uh, the kind of pitch and part of the, um, <clears throat> the plan is obviously use the investment to, to create new adventures, uh, for Evertrek because, um, you know, we've got trips, uh, in, in 14 countries at the moment that we're with some due to run, some we ran and, you know, we want to expand that. And yeah, really, if, if you're looking to join us on that journey, um, you know, you still got a chance to, to join that. So, uh, Jody, who's on the comments today. Uh, put that link in there um, and get yourself on that list and then we can um, obviously you can you can find out what we're going to do you can look at the, the, the campaign uh, we've already had I think uh, I think over the last 24 hours like 24 investors which is amazing Laura Collins is investor. she has Laura awesome great to have you as part of the journey um, and basically at the moment it is kind of private but we um, before we go public uh, which will be over the next week so anyone that wants to do that has got to be uh, go on that pre-registration phase um, you know, it's been fantastic. I've had lots of chats with um, ever trekkers who want to be investors and, and you know, own shares in the company. It's, you know, very, very proud to, to be able to do that. And had some great conversations about how people can get more involved. Um, there we go. Uh, Jody has put it there, the cedars.com ever trek. Um, yeah, definitely really, really excited uh, and looking forward to, to working with people. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, especially in Africa, there's, there's so many places to go, right? Yeah, 100%. What I love about Africa is that yeah. you know that when you book a trip there, that your capital might be at risk, um, <laughs> just because of bad weather and things. Like nice, that, you know. So yeah, nice. Yeah, just like investing in a, in a way. It's like investing. There you are. Got it. Uh, well done, um, Vicky. Uh, sorry, Vicky. Tracy. Vicky put oh, it in there. Where, when is the, the best time to go? Oh, I skipped a question. You. Have... Oh yeah, Tracy. When's the best time to go? Yeah. Well, it depends on where you want to go. I presume base camp, just because we're obviously around the competition, but yeah. We run um, two trekking seasons, so there are two trekking seasons in Nepal on, the, on going to Everest Base Camp um, in the spring and the autumn. Um, now the spring months March, April, May. Um, you do get some in February sometimes, but our trips run in March, April, May, and then you've got September, October, and November. Now things have kind of changed because the climate is changing, as we know. Um, you know, this year uh, September was quite challenging with a lot of weather. Did creep into October, so you know. The more we were kind of learning about this and, and, and almost about the best times to go, um, you know, the latter part of October into uh, November, great. Some some of the trips in November go into December. Bit colder, but clear skies, quieter. Um, and in March, April, May is kind of a little bit different, but you're coming out of winter going into summer. So colder in March, cooler in, um, uh, sorry, warmer in, in May um, and very lush in the, in the spring. You see Everest Base Camp, all the climbers there. So yeah, those are the two best times to go um, to Everest Base Camp. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. uh, Vicky, uh, it's not Vicky. 
It's not, I know. It's um, <laughs> uh, Anthony Healy. Um, it's not South Catering, is it? No. <laughs> um, uh, if you cannot get someone to go with you, it shouldn't be a problem to go on your own, would it? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, our groups um, are exactly that, groups. So, you know, yeah. although you might not have like a mate from back home, you'll have new mates um, as soon as you join them. Um, we don't generally like, um, you know, that some trips we perhaps do have to have minimum numbers in. It's mainly the South American trips and some other ones where we just can't facilitate the trip unless we have X amount of people in order to get permits and yeah. things like that. But other than that, yeah, it should be absolutely no problem for you to uh, join a trip and join a group and have an awesome time. Nice. Uh, Lisa, sorry, I'm, I'm just I'm skipping, skipping ahead. Uh, yeah, okay, so that was Anthony. We've got Dan uh with a free average base camp competition is that for one person or does the winner get to take some with them yes dan um so basically the winner gets to choose a mate to go so yeah uh, once we announce the winner which will be won't be long next 10 minutes um we will be um you'll be able to take someone with you so yeah um find out in 10 minutes awesome uh jessica is training required before starting on the trip jessica i reckon if you go back to the five minutes into this live because once this this is live now but it does get on replay on facebook we talked about 15 minutes there about the training um and different things required for it so yeah definitely mate. yeah awesome uh yeah. sim has asked how many times have you trekked to base camp four five for me yeah nine together nine right. I, I know you what are you I, thinking I, 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 I have to do one more <laughs> <laughs> that is what i'm thinking mate, you're catching up now you're catching up i know um lisa uh, hi guys booked machu picchu for 2025 awesome um so she wants to obviously build fitness in by the looks of it there where in the UK would you recommend to get some height? Um, I live in the Northeast, wouldn't mind traveling, bit of a solo trekker. Can't seem to convince anyone I know to join me. Well, look, firstly, Lisa, I'll see you on Facebook, I hope, because the comments on Facebook, right? Join the, uh, the High Altitude Ever Trekkers group. Um, I'm sure there'll be people that are, you know go regular regular hikes in the Northwest, Northeast, sorry, um, that you'll be able to be some Ever Trekkers there, because we've got Ever Trekkers all over the UK. To be fair, we got ever trekkers um, all over now. U US, uh, Europe, yeah, Australasia. You know, we've got a lot of ever trekkers everywhere. But yeah, you, you'll be able to find some um, some people to go hiking with. Um, and yeah, it, literally, it is just getting out. I mean, if you're in the northeast, um, you know, you've got yeah, you've got quite a lot. You've got the Peak District, you've got the Lake District. Uh, if you want to come down to Wales, there's Lowes here, North, north Wales. You've got Snowdonia National Park. You've got Brecon Beacons. Um, yeah, you've there's, there's so many places. You can go to Scotland. So, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're keen to travel, but I'd say, you know, you'd be able to, uh, there's Lisa. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, get, get into the group, uh, post like with, with anyone up for, for doing some trekking soon. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some people in there that will be be up for that, definitely. I know what ever trekkers are like. There's always these little offshoots and people going hiking and stuff, it's great. Yeah. Um, awesome, go for it. Awesome, so uh, Lee yeah. uh, Oxo, Oxo? Yeah, you did well with that. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's a, it's a pretty long question, but essentially, you went to EBC previously. Um, before you actually got to base camp, you came down with altitude sickness, that helicopter off with your brother. Um, you've always, you know, you want to go back and you want you and your brother to kind of to get yeah. the goal that you always wanted back then. Um, do you think <clears throat> essentially, is it possible that you could do it again? 100% is possible that you can go back and get to base camp. A lot of things can affect how we adjust to acclimatization. And, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, the biggest story that I can give you is perhaps one of my, my dad who came with me and he turned back the day before he was supposed to reach base camp as well, came back two years later and reached base camp and the difference was night and day. And what yeah. he did was a couple of things different than the first time. One, he took Diamox, 
from the um, from Lukla, yeah. um all the way. So basically, to give his body that help start that um, you know that help at the start, and you know to help him acclimatize from the beginning. Um, he we hiked a lot slower, and more importantly, he did, he was a bit fitter when he went back. Um, so not knowing what went wrong the first time, essentially, I would say you can adjust by going slower, starting Diamox from Lukla, yeah. um, following the mountain rules, and there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't have a really successful time um, getting to EBC um, another time round. Yeah, it's, it's a good question, isn't it? Because you you know it's it's hard because uh, I think there's a there's a certain um some people are just unlucky and you know i i know what was it the first time i went to Everest space camp before um evertrack was a thing probably over seven years ago now um and there was uh there was someone on that on, on, on the track who i met on the way and she couldn't get above namche she just really struggled and you know that that does happen with someone but i i'd say certainly there would be things that you could put in place um like diamox you know look at you know you, you build up to the trip um because like it, you are right like People who've, who haven't done it before have come back and done it again. Yeah, we're suffering with similar issues before. Um, but you know, I appreciate you know definitely Lee. It's whenever you go on any of these trips, you know there are financial implications. But I'd I'd love to to kind of help you there because it'd be what a story you know if you really struggled then you made it. I mean that'd be awesome, mate. Yeah, uh, I'd love to help you on that journey. Um, definitely, uh, especially you know you, you mentioned that you got the Pyrenees and um, you know some small headaches. Definitely, maybe it'd be worth having a chat and, and seeing, you know, what was your hydration like, you know, what sort of pace were you going at? Um, also, as well, just, just off the bat, um, you can visit, I don't know where you're based, um, but you uh, in you can go to the, visit the Altitude Center. They can hook you up to the machines. It's very fun. Me and Dave both done it. It's laughs. <laughs> There's actually a really good Tuesday tune-in based on that, which is actually really good, the, the science of altitude. But actually, they look at them, certain people's reaction to altitude, you know, um, oxygen deprivation and how your body reacts to it be interesting to see because they've obviously got the data that you can see if you're susceptible to to altitude you might might, yeah. might be able to it might be some underlying things not to scare you at all it's just that you know they're really good and they come from it from a scientific point of view you might be able to find something that you know you just can't in this this way yeah. if that makes sense uh, but i would love to help you get there absolutely awesome Mark. um let's have a look rachel beresford Oh, one one above. Mark Drummond, Mark how do you manage a six thousand meter block counting to get past it? Um, to be honest, there's no like with we, we've heard. I've spoken to a few people that have had that where they just can't yeah. seem to break a certain altitude. Honestly, I think there's no reason why six thousand meters is impenetrable for some people, yeah. and um, literally it comes back <clears throat> to the basics and the trip. Yeah. So if you've attempted a six thousand meter peak previously and you've always had to turn back. Um, just shy of 6,000 meters, I would have a look at that trip and then I would start to analyze it like, okay, how many acclimatization days? What yeah. level of training did you do? Um, there's little things like, did you have a couple of beers on the way up? That yeah. can always play its hand as well. Um, did you take Diamox? There's so many things that can that can make a difference. I would say, yeah. you know, if you've got any room to improve your physical fitness, that's the, probably the biggest thing you can do um, because you'll exert yourself a lot less um, you'll be a lot stronger. You'll have more endurance, yeah. and as long as you acclimatize well, a little change, like just you know, a bit more fitness, can can train up yeah. um, and help you like that. But yeah, um, I would say there's no there's no reason other than a psychological one why someone wouldn't be able to get past there as long as they broke their trip down, started looking at it. Yeah, you know what nice. I saw like, okay, what was my fitness like? Okay, mm -hmm. I can improve there. 
what was my acclimatization program like? Actually, I can do an extra day here on this program. Yeah. So that's what I would do there. And and also, hang on, I had three beers in Namshi that one time. I'll stay <laughs> off those. There's lots of little things like that that you can do different and um, cumulatively they can make it. They can make a big, big, big change. Yeah. Nice, Dave. Nice. Uh, Rachel, when is the winner announced? Coming soon. Um, Adam, uh, do I have to train altitude? Just general fitness. Go back to the start of this one, Adam. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, uh, there's uh, definitely go back to the beginning and watch that uh, first 15 minutes. Uh, Jason Paul Norbury, uh, what kind of foods do you eat on these tricks, uh, treks? Sorry, <laughs> say it right there. Um, yeah, to be honest, in in, in Everest Base Camp, um, obviously you're, you're, you're eating a lot of local foods. Um, a lot of Western foods up there as well, but especially on the way to Everest Base Camp, it's <clears throat> it's quite it's quite well provisioned and supported um, because you're hiking through and you're staying in local villages. Um, you know, so you're having things like um, veggie momos, which are quite nice. You can mm -hmm. have, um, you know, fried rice. You can have chips. Um, some places do spaghetti. You've got garlic soup. Some people, places do pizza. Um, there's, there's so many different things. Obviously, there's there's dalbat, which is basically the um, uh, every Sherpa, every Nepali eats, um, which is great. You, you can eat that as much as you want. Um, honestly, the food is, is surprisingly good. I mean, it is one of the challenges on the trip. I think there was another um, question, I think, about what, what are the personal challenges. Um, I think you've asked, Jason, uh, what, personally, what do we find? Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes, you know, on a trip, especially on a, a two-week trip, and you're eating similar things, <clears throat> it can get a bit monotonous. That's the challenge. Certainly, I know a lot of Evertrackers have faced that. Because it's great food, but when you're not feeling well because of the altitude or you're feeling fatigued, you know, it's like it's like you're, you know, sometimes, you know, you're just, just not hungry, but you need to eat to keep the energy up. Otherwise, yeah. you, you're bonk, as you say. My, uh, I think my, I always think if yeah. I even come within a foot of like a stomach bug, I'll, I'll get a stomach issue. Yeah. So that's always my biggest, it's always at the forefront of my mind is how can I prevent that from happening? So I use a metric ton of hand sanitizer on every trip. Um, I'm quite careful about the water that I drink and things like that. So for yeah. me, that's always a challenge is like the hygiene aspect of it. And I don't mean like stopping myself from smelling because I've been trekking all day. It is literally about just being careful. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I'll get a stomach issue. I mean, I, I can't think of a trip where I've not. I know you just got to look at food. Then. Yeah, we're like <laughs> the problem is as well. I never lose my appetite, so I'm pretty much always. Yeah, eating. you do, you do. Yeah. So like, I'm always like, I can eat a full meal at yeah. five and a half hours of meat. It doesn't bother me. But equally, I'd rather, you know, I I, I might lose that food quite soon afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's... Rog says a good thing there. Whenever I get back from an expert, I'm always desperate for strawberry milkshake and Maryland cookies. That sounds good. Bring I'm some with you, man. Pizza for me. I don't know why. I just really fancy an oily pizza I, I it's not i know it's not great for you but i think after you know you, you, i usually lose about stone on the way to ever space camp um and i'm craving some pizza that's 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 my that's I'm why i'm quite good with the cravings there because I, I bring a lot of stuff with me yeah you do you change it up a bit now you know you? and then and i'll bring like squash so i don't like get sick of just drinking water a bit of beef jerky so i get some meat on the trips just thinking we've got about several more questions but i think We've come to the stage where we should do the winner announcement. Yeah, we should have 45 minutes. Yeah, I think let's do the winner announcement. Um, okay, hang on a minute. I'm going <laughs> to wait. Hang on. Do we have to flip this so it? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to test it with this. Okay. If I bring this in, no, it works. It works. Okay, right there and we thanks go. Thanks for a happy birthday. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. Um, so obviously, with thanks for everyone who entered the, the competition, it was, um, you know, good luck. It's um, yeah, it's been great. Uh, we kind of launched it a couple of weeks ago, um, so now the track has gotten there early.
Um, and here it is, Dave, okay, on the no, famous no, whiteboard. It's okay, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, oh, you're, you're reversed. Yeah, I'm like reversing back, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna lift up. <clears throat> so, uh, person who wins this, um, as we mentioned earlier, will be able to take a friend, a family member, and um, uh, you'll be going to Everest Base Camp with us. Um, very excited. It's uh, we've, we've done similar things over the last like four odd years, and uh, we've had a lot of winners actually been out there. And you know, it's, it's our way really of, 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 of trying to change people's lives in a positive way. Um, obviously, there's, there's only one winner, and we've had over I think six and a half thousand entries, so which has been amazing. Um, uh, but we do some runner up prizes, so check your emails afterwards. Um, but yeah, if you are the winner, we will be getting in touch with you uh, later this afternoon. So good luck to everyone, Dave. So we, we, we feel like we need like a button that plays some music. It's actually going to fit. I think you might have to move back. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. How how tense are everyone? Here we are. I think everyone's tense today. Right here we go. Let's have a look. No, actually put it back down now, Jim. <laughs> go for it, Dave. So everyone who's called. Hang on a minute. Now, everyone who's called. This is cool, isn't it? Rachel Harrison. Rebecca. Congratulations. Oh my God. <laughs> Rebecca Harrison. I held Rebecca Sorry, Rachel. There for so long. So Rebecca Harrison, congratulations. Uh, yeah, well done. Congratulations. Um, yeah, you won a trip to Everest Base Camp. It's quite funny. Rosie did draw like a little like um like a trophy of idea, but we decided to take it out. Oh really? It wasn't her best work. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> shame on the artwork. Awesome. Um, well done, Rebecca. Hopefully you're on the live. I love it when you're on the live. I know. It'd be great to see if if she's on the live, but if not, no worries, we'll be reaching out to, to rebecca sorry rachel any rachel's out there um whoops close uh i almost said bry uh but sorry bry not this time i know that speech will have to be uh put down till next yeah, time I mate. Feel like, was it rachel, rachel kempson from hawaii was I probably know. like yeah. oh my god that's, uh, no yeah, but that's, well done rebecca yeah fantastic. really well done fantastic oh no it's always it's always a great thing isn't it i know we've we've had that board out quite a few times over the years but it's uh it's nice to see the, the the journeys from that. You got the Kate yeah. Ramsey, you got the Chris. Yeah. Uh, we got we got so many other trackers who've been out there, and yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone's like trying to be uh, Rebecca's friend now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm waiting to see. <laughs> Rachel Campson could be Rachel Harrison. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Rachel. Rachel Evans. You 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 know she got a bit <laughs> too excited there. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Right. Well, let's um. We got about another ten minutes or so um we've got still got heaps of questions to go through so we'll, we'll smash through them um because that's what we're here for yeah um, uh go on mate if you uh okay tom, I can, I, uh, tom Bassetto was the next one i think where was it? uh i seem to hear more people struggling yeah. with altitude attempt in ebc than killy is there a reason yeah. honestly i've had other people say the other thing yeah um yeah. in fact i'd probably say more people i've heard overall suffer killy than ebc but you know honestly you you get that mixed information you never know do you it's a different type of trip. Yeah. I would say the altitude profile on Killy is steeper. Yeah. So you gain out al- you gain more altitude more quickly. Um so that's why you tend to have it. I mean, I've never had any trouble, like touch wood, with altitude uh, uh, on an EBC trip. And I mean remarkably nothing. Like yeah, I think a slight headache is all I've ever had. Where I jumped on Diamox on Killy. Um yeah. and then I've had other people say the the other same thing. So honestly, I I mean Kilimanjaro is higher. Than anywhere on the Everest Base Camp track, um, so you certainly go into a higher altitude. You gain in your altitude more steeply, but I would say in terms of altitude adjustment, they're kind of even. It depends on the individual. I'd say there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's certainly it's uh, yeah. I haven't done both as well. I've done Killy and Everest Base Camp. 
I would still say Summit Northern Killy is harder than any day on Everest Base Camp, but they're just different trips. They're yeah. Different trips. Um, you know, Killy is amazing. It's such an achievement getting to the summit. Where Base Camp's more about the journey. Um, in my mind, I think uh, you know it definitely. It, there's a lot to take in in Nepal. Nepal's just, you know, it's, it's left its mark on me. Not to say Tanzania haven't, but I think I think we've both got a soft spot for Nepal because that was the first. I think it's always yeah. the, you know the, the, the first trek that you do. It's two different types of trip, and yeah. whichever one you do first kind of reflects sort of your preference as to whether you're yeah. some. I think challenge seekers go to Kili first. Yes, and I agreed. Think, yeah, agree, if yeah. you're but if you're more of a traveler for traveling's sake, you go to base camp on the Himalaya. Yeah. But like, so if you're one of those people that like you take on marathons, you take on challenges, you take on tough mudders, Killy's definitely rings that bell because it's a summit, it's a yeah. very definite peak. It's one of the seven summits, it's the highest point in Africa, it's the highest, it's the world's highest freestanding mountain. There's a lot of yeah, it's all it is. There's a lot a special, of, so special when you trip. so when you get there, you, you, you do crack a lot of goals. Yeah. EBC to me, although EBC is a culmination of that trip, culmination. It's actually what did I say? Culmination. I was just repeating it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Culmination. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a Sorry. journey, and in you know, it doesn't really you know EBC means something because of the eleven yeah. days it took you to get there and back. You know that's why EBC is important to me. Yeah, that's it, a great trip. It really is. I'd also call it you know you know and yeah, Lotsi base camp. I love visiting Lhotse Base Camp. <laughs> well, because it's at the same. Because it's the same base camp, but it never gets it. Lhotse it Base doesn't. Camp is beautiful. It is beautiful. <laughs> um, Andrea, uh, not sure if I was ever a question. How, uh, this is a new question, actually. Uh, I'm going to altitude just a few weeks after blood donation, regular. My next is due two to three weeks before EBC. Yeah, you know what? It'd be interesting to speak to the altitude center on that or something. I, I'd say, and I, I know you don't want to skip, but just thinking about the trip. You know trying to get everything to you know that obviously it's, it's all about the trip right but i know you you really want to give blood but i would say is there is there a way that you can skip that just would be my question if not no worries because i know it means a lot um you know but definitely if there's anyone that knows of any studies i haven't seen any studies on giving blood then go into no altitude. well i mean i know a lot of like um i don't know how much because you give about a pint of blood honestly I've, i don't tragically and i I've, I've tried several times but i've never been able to or give blood. Yeah, really. Tattoos, yeah, of course. If you've had one in the, the last... painted, yeah. Usually they ask you if you've had one in like 12 months or whatever. They, yeah. And I've tried on, you know those vans you see in like Tesco? Yeah, yeah, go yeah, up yeah. And donate. I've tried like four, five, six times maybe. Maybe probably about six times in my life. Yeah. And always no. I, I think sometimes it, they might change and actually yeah. accept it. But anyway, I don't know why. Yeah, definitely. But, Sorry, Andrew. I wish I had the answer to that one. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. Certainly, I'm certainly going to Google that. I would and, say, and if that. you've given blood on a regular basis, how do you feel afterwards normally? And, yeah. you know, I, I know Andrew does a lot of running. So if you go for a run after you've given blood previously and you feel weaker or yeah, tired, then I would perhaps say just, just reschedule it for when you come back. And actually, the blood will be of a higher quality because it will be uh, chalk-filled with red blood cells. They'll love that. Well, it's like what Lance Armstrong used to do. Yeah, Take a blood bag out and then put it back in. Wow, imagine that, having the extra blood cells. Wow. Yeah, so apparently it makes a big difference. Clearly, big difference. Yeah, seven. Seven. Um, Helga, can you recommend a good solar power charger to keep my camera on the phone alive? Good point. I've yeah, have you, you know, one? I've, I've used one over the years. Yeah, they, I mean, they, there's anchor power banks tend to be the, the best anchor solar power banks. But you know what? The They do take a long time. Even the high price ones, the high end ones, do take a long time. I'd suggest having... A power an actual power bank instead of a solar charger 
even if you could take two of those that'll last you the whole trip mm -hmm. um they obviously really good uh, especially you've got the the kind of the, the, the larger versions and they're not cheap you know you're talking 80 to 100 pounds but i know it's uh black friday deals you, you get the amazon day you, know, you get yeah. some good deals um certainly in the, in the high altitude ever trekkers group people are always posting when there's offers on of power banks because they're so well used but taking a couple of them and having that energy obviously make sure keep them warm because they, they get cold they lose the energy for me is is far better for the length of time you're out there than solar charges uh, having used a few myself i i always have a better experience and, and, it, and it works where i got power banks i've never found one that's mm. done the job particularly well yeah because n naturally the himalayas is quite cloudy it can be yeah you know, like in the mornings and the evenings yeah, it can be, so yeah. you do see people with them draped over their rucksack but i don't know if it's enough to give your phone a full charge um i'd more yeah. i normally like get my electricity from home and bring it with me yeah, you the, could do that or, or Kathmandu, and, and you know some of the lodges and the tea houses uh although it's it, it costs a little bit of money it's not expensive uh, you can pay to get your uh, electronics charged yeah but again that because of where you are the electricity isn't always guaranteed um that's why we suggest not eating meat at altitude just because the refrigerator uh, the, the fridge is not always on um yeah and the same goes with, with power if it's been cloudy for a couple of days the the, the solar chargers wouldn't wouldn't be that that good the way you said refrigerator then reminded, I know. It, it, it reminded me of um <laughs> i don't know the, why the, the dire straits song really we've got to move these refrigerators we've wow, got Dave. to shift these colors i think TVs. everyone's really happy with your rendition yeah <laughs> sorry yeah. do you want to just pull that one in the back sorry sorry, sorry. um alice alice jean back on to somewhere yeah yeah back on uh i wonder <laughs> if you'll be able to give me advice on a good smart watch for hiking thank you in advance i really show yours it's fine, newer than mine <laughs> actually me and andy always leapfrog each other so i've it's got my the, first one in about four years I yeah think. the garmin <laughs> um i always call it phoenix but it's phoenix isn't it or phoenix i think it's phoenix phoenix because f-e-n-i-x is phoenix right yeah i've got the phoenix 6x pro solar which nice. was mega expensive when i bought it but now this one's out which andy has a charge i know it's clearly uh, um, a solar charge right yeah <laughs> so no. that one is much better than my one uh well when, it, when it's on when it's on and it's got yeah. touch screen and fancy bits and it's got a real good torch but if you wanted one that you don't want to spend a lot of money on, then you can yeah. get this one now, I think, for a lot less. Yeah. Um, so generally, out there, you there? had the Fenix 5. I had the Fenix 6. Now, you've got the Fenix 7. Yeah. In a year or so, I'll get the 8. There's, um, I mean, there's so many different smartwatches out there. Um, you know, like this, Fenix have a really great range. You know, even from the 4, anywhere, any from the 4 are really good. You've got Sunto. I, I, I use the Sunto Ambit 2. You have the Sunto Ambit 3 for years. You got a lot of uh, there's a lot out there battery is amazing on the battery is probably better than the garmin's but um certainly it depends on the features you want if you want one that's just steps heart rate you know all the you know what's your heart rate when you are. Oh, it's not on. so you might check <laughs> on the heart rate now. you can see like the green flashing underneath nice um my heart rate is actually quite high but smartwatches are great and it's nice when you come back and there's apps and you can follow your journey you can see where you've been obviously if you're into strava they're great yeah. Um, it's a multi-sport as well so it does cycling yeah. walking running indoor training right well um well i've got what we got about five minutes left we'll, we'll try and do a, a quick fire for this okay, go, um go. but obviously any questions we don't answer we'll, we'll try and jump in after the live and just and just obviously type that if um if there's any specific questions and we don't get to cover them on here uh, don't forget to drop us an email info at evertrek.co.uk um and you know or post in the group 
a lot of ever trackers in the group a lot of people who've been at high altitude you know, there's almost seven thousand people in there now and so it's, it's a hive of knowledge and obviously mm. me and dave you know we have a lot of experience at high altitude you know we take literally thousands of ever trackers on high altitude trips you know we we, we kind of know what we're talking about when it comes to altitude but if you want any more specific um um questions go into um go into the high altitude ever trackers or something uh, relatively new as well is that we we started this um this other kind of little membership thing called the, the summit zone and that's where working with me and dave more closely um so obviously tuesday tuning i know is it's kind of one way in a way obviously it's great for, to see uh, some comments and things and it's, it's always great to, to be here we obviously love the tuesday tuning and it's staying for good um but also as well we like our training weekends we get to meet ever trackers the summit uh, the summit zone has become more we work a bit closely with people who want help from us um you know one-to-one -one basis you know we do uh, sort of monthly group calls there's some perks in there as well um yeah so if you are interested in, in looking at the summit zone and joining that um you can do i think it's uh, was it 37 pound a month where you can work with us um or it's 370 for the year i think it's there's a uh, sorry it's a little bit cheaper if you do it over a year but um i think uh jody can have the link to the summit zone um yeah and it'd be great to work with you on that basis but if not we're here we've got all that information in other places but I, if you want to work with us um definitely we'd, we'd love to, to work closely and get you prepared for the trip uh right let's do a couple more minutes then of questions we, we, even if we go over a little bit yeah um, um <clears throat> what vaccinations are recommended for ebc um loads. yeah so <laughs> i've got i've got all of them um yeah i think it's just the basic ones to be honest um jody if you can go and put the link um for yeah. nomad uh travel clinics nepal vaccinations in there she's going to be typing that as quickly as she can anyway. um they'll tell you everything you need i think it's like typhoid yes yeah, um, all the, the usual ones you get every you know the 10-year boosters um you know the, the typhoid tetanus diphtheria that's it those are the three um, i think ones yeah. you, you should have and then you have um rabies is an optional one yes japanese encephalitis is optional all of these yeah. things are optional Hepatitis. but yeah the, the the big three that you just said then yeah. tetanus diphtheria cholera and polio and so, polio yeah they're, they're the kind of main ones you know the one the ones you go if you go into a, a health clinic uh we recommend nomad uh we've, we've been partnered with them for a number of years there we go uh jody's put that link there um yeah we basically they, they we, we can get a little bit of discount through nomad if you do go to them and they are a specialist so they'll be able to tell you exactly what ones you need for specific countries um obviously i know we're <clears throat> talking about experience but yeah if you wanted to just get specific advice yeah. or the nhs travel website is brilliant as well um yeah. it's got all the information on there um just so you don't miss if there's any specific ones um yeah great stuff temperature difference between start and at base count that's from adam um yeah good question actually it's quite warm actually lower down mm -hmm. uh you know it depends on what time of year you go in but let's say if we were looking at the average you know you, during the day it's like 15 20 degrees so it's shorts and t-shirt weather as you get above 5,000 meters um yeah it does start to drop down especially when the sun goes down you know the coldest months you're talking minus 20 in the night um during the day you know will touch zero in some places uh if it's cloudy you know if it's snow if it's wind obviously it's quite cold so you prepare for all four seasons yeah um certainly so you know you, you prepare for the, the wind the rain the cold and the sun take sun cream 100 awesome yep. uh trevor bailey do an ebc next september do yep. we have any dates with training weekends next year oh, they're coming soon aren't they yeah they're coming yeah. soon um, year, there'll yeah. definitely be one before september next year yeah um and as soon as we do just just make sure you're following us on our mailing list and on you know you'll 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 find out um yeah. but yeah um we, t we tend to do two big ones a year don't we yes um so we'll definitely have one um 
before you go in September, that's guaranteed. Yeah. We just don't know, not shown the date yet. Nice. Sorry, I, I believe as well, there was a couple of questions we've missed. And sorry if we've missed your questions here. I'm just going, uh, I think it was Suzette. I, I did, uh, Suzette Teal. Hello, Suzette. Uh, if you're still on, um, I did kill you. It was pretty hard, even with months and months of training. How much harder or easier is EBC? Yeah, I think we may have touched on this. I think there's another question, but I think it's, again, if you struggle on Killy, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to struggle on EBC, yeah. but it's still going to be hard. Um, yeah, it, it's difficult. I mean, I, I personally say EBC is easier than Killy, but I know whoa, other people have said otherwise. Oh, Yeah, I, I, I probably agree. Not that it's easy. No. Because if, if we're doing on a gauge here, I'd say, you know, EBC was like a three or four out of five difficulty. Yeah. I'd say that Killy is more of a four or five. I'd, I'd say something. So. Like. I, I, yeah, I think that, I think you're right. I think when I got yeah. back from Killy, I felt like the experience, particularly the end of the trip when you reach the summit, is way yeah. more intense. Yeah. Well, you can um, so. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. But, uh, and and where, where, where I think EBC felt gentler to me. Yeah. Um, but then you had other people saying, I, think I know, it's, it's hard, it? isn't it? It's hard. But Susan, um, we'd love to get you to Everest Base Camp, mate. And, 100%. You know, even if it's worth having a chat and seeing how we can yeah. we can help make that happen, it, you know, it, there's obviously options where um you know potentially if you've got more time we could do a private trip where you could have more days just you acclimatize differently mm -hmm. that's an option um we've had people do that before obviously i know there's additional costs for private trips but just you know all the options on the table um yeah may drop us a message it'd yeah. be great to, to chat to you um chris how do i get my countdown timer on the phone this time next year i should be heading home um is that a rhyme chris <laughs> um but yeah the countdown timer is on the the evertrek vamoose app so that is um uh, if you drop us a message um so you can download that app on the app store um and you get uh, basically you've got the um uh, the codes to access your trip if you drop a message in for evertrek.co.uk they'll send you your login details yeah. so you can get that countdown timer um, to make sure you share it on the facebook group awesome um mark? I, did, I did have a look at one mark noons, mark noons yeah i have bilateral popliteal aneurysms yeah okay would you recommend doing this with Oof. obvious altitude i'll be honest with you uh, mark i yeah. don't really I, I mean i don't really i don't know yeah i actually have not heard of bilateral popliteal aneurysms before it sounds very serious yeah. um, anytime you hear the word aneurysm so to do with the brain uh, yeah i think that the only people that could advise you on that would be a doctor a and probably a specialist a high altitude specialist yeah. i'd recommend because uh, doctors will they always lean, they're always cautious, which is fair enough. But we've had people who have who've basically their GPs have said, don't go to altitude. Yeah. They'll speak to an altitude specialist and they'll find a way of managing yeah. that. Or at least a specialist yeah. in that condition yeah. who will know how that'll be affected. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't like to say any advice on that. Yeah. Do. But it's good, you know, good question though, mate. Um, great stuff. Well, I think that's, I think we come, come naturally to the end there. I hope it's been useful yeah. today. I know we covered a lot of stuff. We obviously covered a, you know, um, anyone could do it if. Um, you know, obviously talked about, you know, pace, hydration, fitness. Uh, obviously, we covered the trips, uh, difficulty levels. Hope it's been useful today. Yeah. Um, like I said, if you're new to this, we're here every Tuesday, myself and Dave. Any questions, do drop them in the group. Um, but Dave, any final thoughts before we finish? No, I think, yeah. There were, um, I love Bry's comment there, train hard, trek easy. Yeah, I love that. I think that, that should be your, um, uh, what's it, yeah. not, not ethos, what's your, your mantra yeah, you know trip. before the trip and i think yeah. the better the fitter and the stronger and the more endurance you can build before you arrive at yeah. the start line um the easier and more enjoyable the challenge is yeah. um the challenge is hard enough without adding in and 
But equally, I would say that doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It doesn't yes. mean you have to be an athlete. It means do the best you can to give yourself the most enjoyable experience. And if you need any help training, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. All right, guys, well, we'll catch you next week. Have an awesome week, wherever you're up to. Um, like I said earlier, um, have a look at the fancy joining the summit zone or you fancy becoming an Evertrack investor. Uh, capital Lewis. Mm. Um, <laughs> find out the, uh, the obviously the links uh, in the comments. Um, it'd be great to, to join you on that journey. But uh, yeah, we'll I see you next week. Boiling. It is warm in here. Yeah, my it's heart warm. rate is like seventy eight. <laughs> I think that's all to do with the temperature. <laughs> well, like, like, have a great time, guys. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll sign off. Uh, take, it take it easy. Bye bye. bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mount Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune in? But I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> 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 thanks mate thanks now but if, uh, if you've enjoyed it don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast um you know all these uh, podcasts we put together the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye <laughs>